Hi guys and welcome to Rudy Pilgrim's Piwa. This is your host Piwa Shange and it is such a great honor to you know welcome you guys once again into a new episode in this podcast. You know I hope that you guys have had a blessed week. Um, thank you so so much for listening. Thank you for sharing the episode um, that we, we had last week. You know I was just looking through the stats before recording this and man you know I was really really knocked off my uh what's the saying you know um I, I was shocked you know basically you know i think we have about four countries that are listening to us in africa and then outside africa we have america someone in america you know and what really shook me is that it's not just side countries we have uganda in 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 the mix and they're number three you know on the list so botswana is number one sa number two uganda number three and then we have lesotho I'm holding the fourth position, then America um, and Lesotho, they have the same number of listeners. But, you know, this is really, really great. You know, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Um, it's quite amazing to see that you guys are actually identifying with this conversation. So today we have Dr. Mkonazi joining us, and he is bringing such a really powerful conversation. You know, I was listening to it while I was working through you know, the episode, just editing it, and I was laughing. We have really good laughs on the, when we were recording, and which is really good, you know. And the one thing that maybe that I want to say before we get into the episode is that Unkazi really is passionate about deep work. Not only does he talk about deep work as the ability to do work, but he goes all the way to cellular level of the brain function to break it down as to how we can rebuild this muscle, should it be something that you're struggling with. So... I really hope that you guys listen, that you enjoy this conversation as much as we did. I'll see you at the end of the conversation. Enjoy. Gazi, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Pierre. Uh, why doctor? <laughs> that I'm is not, not in my uh, birth certificate. <laughs> it's not in the birth certificate. <laughs> it's one of the privileges you get, man. You, we can always amend the certificate and then and add, you know, so... Mm. Yeah, it's good to have you Thanks, on the show. Man. Thanks for having me. Sure, good to have you, man. How are you feeling sure, today? Sure, sure, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, it's it's been a, a relatively good day, and um, I'm hoping for a, a productive week. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's great, man. That's great. So, Mkazi, last time I was on the show, I, I shared a bit about you and what you do. And I think probably something that is worth repeating is the fact that you got your PhD in, in physiology at 26 years, you know, and not just that, but um, you currently you're a lecturer at one of the most prestigious um, universities, not just in South Africa, but in Africa at large, you know, and, you know, there's more, there's more to this, guys. I don't know if I should just spill the beans right now or if I should let things unveil themselves as the episode goes. What do you think is the better way of doing this, does it? Uh, let's 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 let uh, the conversation flow and then we'll see what sure. comes up yeah 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 sure obviously the one thing that i i do want to mention is that um you recently started an, a podcast which inspired me to get started as well you know with read a book with spirit and on the last episode that you did you were talking about the imposter syndrome 
And I, I think mm-hmm. I want to start our conversation for today from that point, you know, where you're talking about the imposter syndrome. What really inspired you to look at um, this? Uh, uh, you, you are doing, what is the series that you're currently doing? It's on mental health, mental mm-hmm. health. Sure. Yeah. So the idea is, um, Spue, uh, I, just, I just realized how mental health challenges or mental illness is you know it's not usually uh, prioritized or it's you know we usually make certain direct or use certain derogatory terms to refer to people with mental health uh, challenges you know we mm. say that, that particular person is a psycho you know yeah. or they have we, we use ocd for example in a day-to-day sentence mm. you know forgetting mm. that there's someone who's generally suffering from OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder. Mm. I mean, the list Mm. is endless, pure. So the idea is basically to raise awareness around uh, mental illness and um, just looking at how we can have a better relationship with stress, you know, such that it doesn't progress to anxiety, Mm. it doesn't progress to depression, Mm. and also it doesn't progress to suicide. Yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's probably one of the um, most impactful episodes that I've listened on your podcast, you know. And the first one that you actually did, I remember listening to it and I went from there and I joined. I got a gym membership because I was so convicted. So, I mean, big up for what you're doing, man. The conversations that you're having, they're so realistic. Um, they're applicable. I appreciate the fact that you're taking these big scientific terms and you are literally just dialing them down so that um, a mere human like me can, can understand them. You know, so thank you so much for doing that, mm. Dr. Mkonas. Mm, 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 mm. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. Sure. And we are are also a scientist, remember? (laughs) Well, there's levels in this case. (laughs) There's there's different ranks and levels. So, Mm. yeah. Mm. Uh, Gazi, today we are going to be talking about deep work. Um, This is the book that you read and I read. I remember um, when I was talking to you, I think this year you've probably read some really, really good books. And I got this idea from you when you were telling me about this book and I thought maybe why not, why not read the book and then have you over on the show. So yeah. What inspired you to go for the book deep work? Wow. So um, first of all, I think I listened to a podcast where Carl Newport was a guest Mm. and I was just interested in hearing, you know, and also what also um, motivated me as well is that he's also an academic so I was like, okay, let me hear what this guy, you know, is on about. Yeah. And I was impressed by his definition of deep work, mm. which you articulated very well in your initial episode. Mm. And uh, the idea that you want to spend most of your time doing work that cannot be repeated by someone yeah. else, you know, and you want to spend most of your time doing work uh, with least distractions. Mm. You know, and um, and 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 because generally I'm a person who who likes to work without distractions, I thought to myself, well, maybe you know this guy, I can actually buy into his ideas. Mm. So I like his his book, and and I'm constantly applying some of the stuff that um he he shared in his book. 
Yeah, so that's that's basically wh- where the inspiration came from. And I think yeah. it's amazing that you'd say you're applying some of the things that you read from the book. Because if I remember, um, you are one person who's very disciplined when it comes to how you, you your relationship with your work. You know, I would say you had some attributes of deep work before reading the book. Do you want us maybe mm. share a bit into that? as to mm. how did the book show you the things that you're already doing that um, Carl Newport is talking about in the book and how maybe it helped you rather enhance that rather than reinvent them in, in, in mm. your routine. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I think I think there's, there's this idea of, uh, there's a chapter where it talks about embracing boredom, mm. you know, and, uh, and how embracing boredom is so critical in us being able to do serious deep work. Mm. And I think I'm that type of a person, you know. Um, I remember there's a guy that I usually there's a there's a new friend that I've I've made. He's actually Unati Shang. Mm. Um he so whenever I, you know we call, he's always like, yo, Kazi, your your house is so quiet, you know, what's 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 happening? And then I usually tell him that we, we hardly have radio on or TV on. Yeah, because um, generally, if I'm gonna be doing some serious work, I want to um, to have less less distractions. But now, what this book is actually teaching me is that it doesn't even have to be work that needs a lot of concentration. It could be a matter of putting numbers on ex- on an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which is boring. And yeah. and when you are putting numbers on an Excel spreadsheet, you'll be tempted, you know, to play some music in the background. But the mm. I, the idea is that you're building a habit, you're building a muscle, you know. Sure. Yeah. So so I like that, and says that it, it's something new into my life to say, embrace that boredom even further, even when mm. you're doing something that seems, um, it doesn't require a lot of cognitive application. Mm. Embrace mm. that boredom. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, just thinking about what you're saying, I remember when I was a student, I used to study with one earphone on on maybe <laughs> a series, another earphone playing worship music because mm-hmm. I felt like I needed God to intervene, and then my books would be open. Half the screen is the yeah. series, half the screen is the notes, and mm-hmm. then a book is open, and and mm-hmm. there was really not much fruit in that, you know. So yeah. Carl Newport speaks about a study that he did with the students. You are in a university mm. setup. Obviously, you deal with students. Is there anything yeah. that maybe you you've picked up which relates to the study? And I'm not sure if you know the study that I'm talking about. Um, can you highlight on the study? The study is when he he discovered that students who spend less time studying, but in that less time they are doing deep work as they study, tend to be more high achievers than those. Who spend more time studying, but during their studying time, they are distracted. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that kind of um, conclusion actually makes a lot of sense um, if we actually go into the brains. Pure. Mm. So our brain has got different types of cells, right, which are yeah. called neurons, yes. and these neurons are always making connections, which mm. are called synapses. You know. Mm. And um, if I'm going to decide that I'm going to study, 
um, now, that means I'm going to be making connections. My neurons are going to be making connections. But yeah. if all of a sudden I decide I'm going to open my Facebook, this means I'm going to make another connection as well mm. at the cellular level in my brain. Mm. And if I decide that um, I'm going to do something else in between, or maybe I'll be checking my emails in between everything that I'm doing, yeah. Now, all of a sudden, my brain is bombarded with these different connections. Mm. And it's kind of confused as to what to actually uh, focus on, you know. Yeah. So, so it actually kind of makes sense that you'd want to, to strengthen those connections that will benefit you. And at that particular moment where you're studying, you want to strengthen those connections of studying, mm. right? Yeah, mm. so... So yeah, that's that's my thinking around uh, around that one. But I have to say that, um, in as much as I, I was a student, um, when I was a student, I spent a lot of time studying pure. Yeah, you know, I remember at one point, I studied the whole night until around about six, and then mm. I went home, and I was writing at nine. Mm. Um, I went and took a nap, woke up around quarter to nine, and then I went to write, sure. you know. And I think if there's one thing I would regret, that I regret, that I wish I'd done a lot better was, you know, sleeping well, mm. um, not overstudying, you know, because a lot of times when I overstudied, it was basically coming from not being sure whether I know the stuff or not, you know. This is the imposter stuff you were talking about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically not being sure and probably not even planning my time well anyway. So I feel like I'm going, um, I'm mumbling, but yeah, that's, that's, that's where my, my position is with regards to the experiment. I th I don't yeah. think you're actually mumbling. This this is helping me. <laughs> I mean, we could so easily attribute the ability to do deep work to um, different personalities and personality types, you know. And someone yeah. would think that someone like you, it comes naturally to do deep work because you are reserved. You you don't like noise. You know, you want to mm. be in, in in an isolated space. But it's quite amazing to say, even when you actually did study. You know, you found that at times it was not deep work. So mm. my question to you is what really is then deep work? If there was a time where you spend that amount of time studying and it was not as fruitful as it should be, then, you know, then what is deep work? How do you characterize deep? How do you build the true authentic deep work? If I may ask. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's a deep question. Yo. Mm. Um, so, um, I think I'll, I'll kind of repeat some of the things that I've said before, mm. um, that, um, you want to, um, wow, Spiwe. <laughs> okay. Let me give you some time to think about that. Um, yeah, what we're going to yeah. go into next is, um, Carl Newport, <laughs> this is, this is a very scientific, um, conversation, by the way. And Carl Newport is, is, is a scientist. And what he does, it throws in a hypothesis there. And we know from a scientific perspective that we can either reject or accept the hypothesis at the end of the day. So I'm going to read you the hypothesis, Ngazi, and I want you yeah. to, 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 to tell us your findings of the hypothesis. You know, this is the, the, the deep work hypothesis. He says, the ability to perform deep work is becoming increasingly rare 
at exactly the same time it is becoming increasingly valuable in our economy. As a consequence, mm. the few who cultivate the skill and then make it the core of their work life will thrive. So mm. this guy is saying deep work is rare. And as much as it is rare, it is also valuable because it's rare, it's becoming valuable. And he's saying the few who are able to cultivate this skill and make it the core of their strength, you know, not only are they mm. going to be successful, but they're going to thrive. This is an hypothesis. What are your thoughts on this, um, Gazi? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a good hypothesis, um, Shang, because if you think about it, um, the opposite of deep work will be shallow work, you know, mm. yeah. and, um, and shallow work will be relatively easy, something that someone can repeat. Mm. And um, it doesn't require that much cognitive application, right? Mm. Mm. And, and because we are generally a people who um, are driven by self gratification, we would rather do something that is a lot easier, you know, mm. and, and feel good that you have accomplished something Mm. That is relatively easy compared to a task that is uh, more challenging. And I think um, it's important also um, uh, for people who are employers, you know, managers, that they need to to seriously think <laughs> about um, the, the turnaround time of answering emails. I know Cal Newport is, is big on emails yeah. and how email, something like an email, which was considered, you know, at a certain point in time, it was considered the most novel form mm. of communication, but it's becoming a constant distraction mm. and a serious threat to deep work, you mm. know, mm. because um, on a day-to-day -day basis, if, if I'll tell you, you know, waking up in the morning, if I want to do serious deep work, it means mm. I need to wake up a lot earlier outside working hours where I'm compiled to check my emails and respond to emails, you know? Yeah. So, so which means as soon as eight o'clock hits, you know, because you, I'm sure with every employer, there's a little bit of administration that is involved there. Mm. So I need to be checking my emails as a good employer, mm. but if employee, sorry, as a good employee, mm. but if, if an employer and an employee had some form of understanding when it comes to the turnaround time of answering emails mm. and things like that, I think it will facilitate a much more serious deep work. Sure. And um, so I'm using here um, um, distractions again, I'm using emails as a distraction. Mm. And of course, we are not talking about social media and all kinds of things. Yeah. We're looking at something that a person would, would generally think, you know, I'm working because I'm compulsively checking my emails. Yes. You know, yes. as a matter of fact, it becomes a, more, a lot more difficult to move from one task to another. You know, mm. if, if I'm going to be compulsively checking my emails every 30 minutes, going back to my original paper, let's say I'm writing a paper. Mm. When I have a little bit of a challenge getting back yeah. into the zone, you know. Yes. yes. So, yeah, so it, it's, I think it's valuable in a sense that um, we need, I think, employer and employee need to have some form of an understanding as to how this deep work can be facilitated. Sure. Yeah. Ngazi, I, I want to um, 
you know, I, I honestly feel like we could have this conversation. The book has about six chapters in total. And, you mm-hmm. know, Carl Newport, he also goes into social media. But, you know, we're going to get there with you because you are one person who's not in social media. And yet, you you know, your peers are all over social media. And, you mm-hmm. know, let me not get ahead of myself. The question that I want to ask you right now in relation to deep work is you are a lecturer, one, this means you have sure. classes that you you have to prepare, um, you teach, you have marking that you do, um, you have students that you are supervising. I think it's at least five students, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. And you have yeah. um, peer reviews that you are constantly engaged on and you are publishing your own papers, you know, and not mm. just these things alone um, work related. You're also married. So this means you have to be at home. You have to be present and you serve in a local church. You play instruments you know yeah. then where yeah. do you find time to to read books mm-hmm. wow that's a good question um so when it comes to reading books um to be quite honest when it i've i've always been reading most of the times i would be reading um just christian books because i'm a christian you know yeah. and books that will be strengthening my faith mm. but this year i've just decided that let me spend some time and 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 do some some self-discovery and see how i can improve uh, my productivity as an as an employee and just mm. as myself and just improving myself you know and um and i've found that waking up early again waking up early helps me to read my books uh, for mm. example my routine is is pretty much simple i wake up in the morning i read my bible i have a bible plan that i'm doing mm. after that i read a book for at least 30 minutes mm. and then i do an exercise which change, varies from 10 minutes to 30 minutes you mm. know uh, you know so that's that's basically how my morning looks like and then of course after work when it comes to reading books the last thing that i do is to picking up a book as well so i find that um reading a, a physical book actually also helps me mm. in terms of my sleep you know so mm. yeah and one of the things that i i i really do spew is to limit um my social media the use of my uh, social media use um, yeah. as i would put it yeah. yeah i am currently on twitter and um i'm currently debating with myself as to why <laughs> i am on twitter <laughs> <laughs> knowing you that's probably a conversation you're having <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i initially went on to twitter because i thought it will help me collaborate with researchers and scientists hmm. all over the world you know hmm. but um and also uh, i'll be able to pick up some opportunities because a lot of funding institutes they mm. actually advertise stuff on twitter you know yeah so yeah it's, i think that's one social media that's how uh, i am on and um and if i am able to argue myself argue against using it i'll actually quit sure um, um twitter sure you touch on social media and Carl Newport in one of the, the, the chapters, he says, quit social media. <laughs> and here you are, yeah. you are you're, you're arguing for social media. You know, um, maybe how, how can we distinguish a healthy relationship with social media to that that is unhealthy? 
because obviously he's not just speaking from um, a place of, of maybe not being happy with social media. He he talks mm. about how it distracts us and it takes valuable time away from us. You yeah. know, and here you are on a, in a different perspective saying that Twitter is actually helping you. And I know in the last episode where you were talking about the imposter syndrome, you did a bit of a research on Twitter. Do you want to share a bit maybe on that? Mm. Yeah, no. Um, I think for me, uh, the, the the social media, the type of social media that has to display only the good side, you know, that people are going through, for example, people mm. are posting up, you know, these these pictures and, 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 and it's very, as human beings, we tend to compare ourselves, you know, mm. you, you may congratulate that person and say, wow, you know, you're doing well here and there, but at the end of the day, you, you, you might have actually a little bit of envy. Mm. And, yeah. um, and so I true. think if social, if, if social media is creating some sort of anxieties in terms of, you know, one posted a picture and I didn't get a lot of likes, you know, mm. uh, my friends didn't like my picture mm. and other people, they even go to an extent of calling people and say, Hey, did you see my picture? Why are you not liking? <laughs> are you jealous yeah. of, of my achievement? You know, <laughs> and find that people are just busy, man, you yeah. know? So, so I think that kind of relationship is toxic when it yeah. comes to, you know, social media use. But when it comes to um, my use of Twitter and my approach in the use of Twitter is really more on the academic side. Mm. And I, I follow academic um, pages and I'm not, I'm not going to lie and say I, I, I don't pick up on, on things that are trending. Mm. There are a little bit of distractions there, but I know my goal there yeah. is to, and the stuff that are going to appear on my feed again will mm. be stuff that I'm interested in, you know. Sure. So, yeah, so that's, that's, that's where I, I stand with social media. So if there's a young person who's listening to us today um, and they are subscribed to all the social platforms, I mean, the, the newest one, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm up to speed or up to date, is TikTok. And, man, that thing, it chows time. You just log in and it's video after video. You can't stop watching, to be honest. Mm, what mm. would be your advice to them? If there's someone who's saying, I can't concentrate, I can't spend at least an hour focused on one task without listening to music or, you know, just mm. stand, and they want to build this muscle of doing deep work, what would be an advice from you to them? Yeah, this is... I'll, I'll come up with a different approach on this one, Spiro. I'll say, you know, if if let's say you you go to a, a shop, you know, to buy to buy groceries, mm. and there's a long queue, mm. right? And while you're waiting on that particular queue, what's the the first thing that will come to mind? Let me take out my phone and see yeah. what's happening on social media. Yes, I'll go further and say, Spiro, if if a person has a car. Leave your phone in your, in a, in your car. Mm. You know, go to the shop, wait on the queue uh, mm. for whatever minutes, for thirty minutes or whatever. Have a conversation mm. with, uh, you know, another real human being. Sure. You know, and sure. um, and and those small things they they are going to compound. They are going to build up. You know, when it comes to now trying to quit, um, social media, it becomes a lot easier because you have been cultivating this 
deep work mentality. Mm. You know, um, if, if for example, Spiwa, I have to wait for my wife, um, maybe she, she has gone to a particular shop. Maybe I have to wait in the car. Mm. I, I always bring a book. Mm. So instead of scrolling through my phone, I'll just, um, take up the book and start reading, sure. you know, or just be alone with my thoughts, just mm. be alone with my thoughts. Mm. So it becomes, so, um, you almost like lose the palatability of distraction, you know, mm. so distraction loses taste, yeah. you know, so when you go back and then you try to, to, to move back into work, it becomes a lot easier. Mm. And therefore, I think it will be a lot easier as well to quit social media if um, we, we take that approach. Thank you so much for that, Tunkaz. I mean, that makes it really, really practical. And uh, how how far can you go with just doing one task, no distractions, no emails, um, no music? For me, it's it's an hour and a half. An hour. Yeah. Do you think you can do more? Yeah. Or that's your max? I, I think I can't do more, but um, uh, I think with the nature of I can do more if it's before working hours. Mm. But you know, once once it's eight o'clock, yeah, I, I I need to to be checking my emails at least after an hour and a half just to see, you know, because mm. I, I have a huge admin um, job. So my my, my my academic my academic um, work comes in with a lot of um, admin admin work. Yeah. Mm. But in that one hour, 30 minutes, you are able to produce good quality work, obviously. Yes, 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 most definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you, Kazi. I mean, we can honestly just keep going and going. We've exhausted well over 30 minutes. And sure. Yeah, I mean, the goal is is to give people as much as we possibly can in a practical sense mm. of what Carl Newport is talking about. And when we think yeah. of when I think of someone who has embraced deep work and who's excelling at it, I can't think of anyone who's doing it better than you, you know, which is why you're here, you know. And I hope that um, to those who will be listening to the podcast will get inspired. Maybe if you can't do this, you will go back to your closet and you'll start small by small. Pick up a book, read a book with no music on, and yeah, and then you'll build this muscle as Ngazi shared with us earlier. Ngazi, I want to take you through um, um, our last segment. I call this segment, um, it's a speed test. <clears throat> so I have a few questions that I want to ask you um, at, in, in 30 seconds. I want to see how many questions you can answer in 30 seconds. Uh, my challenge to you is simply this, answer these questions to the best of your ability and as fast as you possibly can. Don't think too long about them and just do the best you can. You let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. You're ready. Sure. So sure. my first question to you, Nkazi, is what would be the theme song of your life? Oh, dear me. <laughs> wow. Sure, and... There's so many of them. There you go, guys. Time is up. And <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one thing I've picked up when it comes to deep work. People who embrace deep work, they tend to be deep thinkers. This means um, the answer you're probably going to give us is going to be just as deep, you know. So, mm. yeah. Thank you so much, Nkazi, for coming through, man. It's been an awesome pleasure to host you and just to hear your story in relation to this book and deep work. Any parting words? 
Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot, Spirit. Thanks for having me. Um, I'll just say, even when it comes to prayer, I think we need to stop praying with music on. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the church it's... people. <laughs> yeah, for church people, just, you know, mm. sweep yeah. the music off and just, yeah. <laughs> that is a good challenge. It just, I think I need to try it, just it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Nkazi. Um, guys, thank you so for listening. And next time, Mufuti, Dr. Mufuti Chihambako is going to be on the show. And man, that guy is awesome. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that episode. Nkazi, it's been a great pleasure to have you on this podcast. Bye, sir. Thank you, Spiro. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Well, there you have it, guys. I hope that this conversation really blessed you the way that it did. You know, I was just thinking about um, our next conversation with uh, with Mufuti. And it's amazing how we double click on some of the things that Nkazi touches on, especially when he speaks about social media and the good use of social media. Mufuti also shares the same sentiments and he argues for social media, which is really, really amazing. You know, so, yeah, I, I, I would actually just play a clip for you just to make a prime you on what is coming up in our next episode next week but i don't want to spoil it for you so yeah next week friday in the morning um we'll be dropping our episode with dr jihambakwe you know but maybe last few things before i let you go is that you know i hope that as you listen to these um episodes on on this book series called deep work that you identify with the conversation that at least you begin to find yourself where you at when it comes to the ability to do deep work you know the one thing that i've come to value about deep work is that you know deep work allows you to do good quality work in a significantly short amount of time where else if you allow destruction to tap in then you spend more time doing something that you could have done in a very um black short amount of time kind of thing so it's it's it really is worth doing uh, i would really advise that you guys give it a try it doesn't matter what you do and i love the fact that mofuti next week he comes in and he's bringing um because he's he's a chiropractor and he, he he actually practices you would think that someone who is working with his hands on a regular basis does not require deep work but he touches on a very significant part of incorporating deep work in everything that you do let me not speak more lest i spoil the conversation um for you guys i want to take you through the last segment of this show and it's called get reading remember the name of this podcast is read a book with speed where the whole idea is to inspire you guys to go back to reading and in this segment i just want to talk about how can you guys um revive the culture of reading say maybe you used to read maybe you once read a book or it's something you've never really done and it's something oh it's something you would like to do you know here are my tips on how you can get reading first and foremost start small look for small books and you know set a specific timer in a day or time in a day you know 30 minutes max nothing more nothing less or you can even do it in 10 20 minutes you know because when you're building a muscle you really want to start small and gradually grow into the habit of reading you know and when you do it um do not just read but you know remove or eliminate distractions read um without listening to music uh, maybe make it the, the the most prime time of the day in the morning when you wake up pick up a book read three four five pages then put it down get started with your day and then when before you go to sleep maybe read a page or two you know just to keep your brain at it you know like Ngazi was sharing and then another thing that you want to do is you know um you 
you want to start where you are. What do I mean about this is that you want to understand the season that you're currently in and you want to do a bit of a research so that you find a book that speaks into what you're currently going through. You know, if maybe you're going through grieving, if you, you're getting married, if you, you know, you're a student and you want to find out, you want to work on your ability to study. Um, if you uh, want to start a business, you know, pick a book that um, speaks to your current interest right now. And this will help you, you know, actually look forward to reading. So, yeah, I think let me just um, end it there for today, lest I give you guys all the tips. And the last thing that you want to do is you want to make reading fun. You know, you want to have your warm cup of coffee, warm cup of tea. Um, you want to be curled up in a couch with a blanket. It's winter time. So, yeah, make it fun. Make it something that you actually look forward to rather than something that you, you know, you just default to as the day um, dies and you're about to go to bed. So, yeah, that's about it i hope that you guys get back to reading and if you're already reading i hope that you pick up some more books and that you send me you know a request to come and join me on this podcast i would love to have you over from your host spewer i pray that you have a blessed week cheers